handle the truth. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. to another episode of the Righteous Prick Podcast. I'm your host, J.L. Covan. It is 9.15 p.m. Eastern on May 8th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is a late recording. Granted, still on time. You're still going to get your see you next Tuesday sign off on the appropriate day. But uh, busy couple of days for the Righteous Prick. Um, And today was also very busy for me. the shoulder is coming along, so that's good health news. The, 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 the news is that I'm progressing properly, but it's still just going to be a long haul. So I think for all you ladies and guys and non-binaries waiting for that sexy JL calendar, uh, I don't know if the 2024 year will be ready um, because I think I'm only going to be getting back into the weight room like in the fall, and that's not going to be enough time to really get the veins pumping and the the nipples hard and whatever else you want from a jl pictorial but uh yeah i'm i'm still eating like shit but i'm feeling closer to you know i'm closer to deciding to exhibit self-care how about that guys that's called growth um, also, great book review coming to you for the Patreon people. Uh-oh, JL's doing more Patreon plugging. I liked it when he had shows for us to ignore, but this Patreon thing he's really persistent about. Click, unsubscribe, one-star review. Um, the Patreon book review for the month, uh, uh, Poverty by America, written by Matthew Desmond. That should be up uh, by Thursday. And the live hangout for the Patreon folks. Um, and anybody who wants to be a new joiner for the $7 level, that's the, there's two levels, guys. There's the $4 and the $7. Um, $7 folks will get, a, uh, will get to uh, enjoy Tallboy before everybody else. How about that? How about that? The perks of being a Patreon member. Um, but the book review has, uh, is a good one this week coming up so there's that in the live chat yes that's what i interrupted myself the live chat will be next wednesday may 17th at 8 30 p.m 
Eastern, we will be commemorating the one year anniversary. Um, you know, we had a one year anniversary for, for Half Blackface in October. Now we're on the one year anniversary of the second taping, May 14th, Mother's Day. But I don't want to get in, I don't want to get in the way of celebrating our mothers. Um, that would make me a real motherfucker. So instead, we're going to have it on the 17th. That will be Half Blackface Part 2, One Year Anniversary Observed. So look forward to that. Mark your calendars if you're a, uh, if you're a Patreon person. Um, and mark your calendars even if you're not a Patreon person. It's, it's, a, it's a, a major milestone in comedy. Uh, the first special um, to have two one-year anniversaries of not happening. Uh, on the good news... Uh, the Lord is risen. I don't know if you've heard that, but other good news is that uh, I got I had to reach out to the people pitching the special because um, apparently they don't feel it necessary to contact me, um, which is fine. You know, you, 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 I'm I'm used to it now. I don't I don't fly into homicidal rages every other morning. Uh, no, that's not me. That's someone else in my building. But um, <clears throat> it seems like. Uh, comedy dynamics may have the inside track to distributing the special now I don't think for everybody who's like where will it be it'll probably be on a bunch of pay sites for you to rent or purchase in other words worst case scenario <laughs> after all this work and all this attempt to publicize it it will end up being the worst case scenario um, actually the worst case scenario is the same deal with 800 pound gorilla <laughs> Because they're uh, they're connected to the the lawsuit that caused me some trouble with my albums disappearing, so um, that was the worst case scenario. The second to last scenario was uh, the one that looks like I will be having. So I don't anticipate them. I could be wrong. I'm sure I'm not um, selling it to Netflix or HBO or Showtime. Oh boy, wouldn't that be grand? Well, it's not happening. So in other words, I gave up half the money and a year and a half of momentum publicity opportunity to to have it come out like i i can't you know you guys know it'd be very hard pressed to to, to, to have a worst case scenario like the bad news is i'm only going to make 50 percent of the money on this and it didn't come out when i wanted it to when I was on Billions, where it could have maybe possibly had a chance to change the trajectory of my career. But the good news is it's still not out. And did I mention that I'm only making half of the money on the special? Okay, that's the good news. Anyway, that's the story with that. Tall Boy is moving along on the album and video front. Um, I see no reason why it won't be out sometime in June. So that's good news. Um, so Tallboy will be, like I said, first available to the Patreon $7 folks. Um, so if you want to upgrade for a month or two, you know, you feel free to do that. If you want to join for a month or two, um, you know, catch up on the podcasts and the, and the videos and, and other exclusive kink that I put up on my Patreon, feel free. Um, or don't, you know, freedom isn't free and neither is my comedy, Okay. Uh, well, no, actually, you're listening to free comedy right now from me. So, but you're going, but that's not that funny. So I don't. I feel like I'm getting my money's worth. Uh, 
I don't know if, how long I can make this podcast because, like I said, I'm, ex- I'm very tired. Um, I've been up since... I went to sleep at midnight yesterday and had to get up at 5.45 to get to a very early doctor's appointment, but Cookie woke me up twice in the middle of the night, so in the course of a five-and-a-half-hour sleep, I was awoken twice. And then my train was 50 minutes in, late into the city, which caused me to be uh, an hour late for my appointment, and then... I had to wait a little longer, understandably. They took me relatively quickly, but it was a, you know, waking up at 5.30 in the morning and getting to work at 9.55 a.m. is not really an efficient way of handling your morning. But anyway, um, I came back today, and, and I came back, um, and this is, I gave the full story, I believe, on a bonus podcast. Um, it's called... Uh, what did I call it? Shitkira? Oh, I think I did two bonus episodes dedicated to the um, the paper stealing person in my uh, building. So the, the the saga is on Patreon, but I'm giving you just a a little glimpse into what happened. But she was just waiting for the elevator today when I came home early. I don't know if she's a student or what, but um, poor man Shakira was wearing uh, you know just dressed for you know, spring summer. Uh, form-fitting skirt and I mentioned that because uh, I had a brief thought of eh, if she wants to steal my paper I guess it's okay <laughs> um, yeah and then I, I said no 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 stop that J.O. stop that you're not that type of person but that it is it is like that feels like if if I were a porn producer that would be like a porn like that would be like a porn scenario I would set up like Oh no, I stole your paper. You caught me. And then it's like, I know that sounds like half South American, half Eastern European. And, you know, then she goes, please don't report me to building. <laughs> and I'll be like, well, what are you going to do for me if you don't want me to report it? And then you know what happens in an adult film. And then here's the difference, though. It's like a choose your own adventure. At the end of the, the coitus, if this were a feminist porn film she would go so you won't tell anybody and i go no in fact you can keep the paper it's like wow look at that random sex over theft healed everything but then if it were like a typical porn there's two scenarios that could happen one is like will you not tell the building and then of course the dude after just like debasing the woman goes fuck you i'm telling them right away your bitch ass is getting evicted and then, like, the woman makes, like, a sad face, and obviously horrible men across the world are going, yeah, the only thing better than sex with a chick is making her feel terrible, yeah. Or the lighter typical porn ending would be like, you want to tell anybody I stole paper? It's not even my paper, bitch. And then I just leave. So I'm, I'm the paper thief, and I caught her stealing a paper I was going to steal. That's probably the most typical ending to a, you know, empowering porn film. But yeah, sorry. And uh, I, there was uh, two rude, I'm just describing just to give you a flavor of the scene, two uh, rude Asian women um, who didn't hold the door when I was walking through. They were getting in the elevator as well. So I said, you know what, between... Between the two rude Asian women and the paper-stealing uh, poor man's Shakira, um, I'll take the next elevator. I'll just, I'll just wait. But why is it, this is like the story of my life. Why is it awkward for me? 
like why is it why do i feel uncomfortable it's like you stole my stuff and now i'm like i'll take the next one wouldn't i don't want to feel uncomfortable with you you you, you might steal my wallet or based on the the way you're wearing that skirt my heart no just kidding guys this is not a meat cute okay this is a theft in my home where my girlfriend sleeps where my dog plays with her toys and you know as you know from the patreon episodes i don't i don't uh no my integrity can't be bought just because you're like a five foot six poor man's shakira uh giving a glimpse of the quality attire that you're going to be sporting during the warm months okay it's not going to work on me i think we've spent enough time on you this is now at least your third podcast that i've that i've discussed you so paper thief i will speak of you no more unless i see you going out at night dressed to go to a nightclub at which point i'll probably have to offer a little bit of commentary because if i'm guessing you're if you've got like a nice South American Brazilian soccer fan flair to your wardrobe, then I'm sure it's going to be worth commenting on a future episode. But until that day, we shall speak no more of Shitkira, a.k.a. poor man's Shakira, who stole my paper. Um, crossing guard, got punched in the face. My neighbor, one of my few neighbors who was like super nice. She was super nice. Um... She moved because, of course, I can't have too many people in my building that respond when I say hi. There's a maximum of five. If any more than five people make eye contact and act neighborly, I think they get they they, they have to move. So, uh, one of my few nice neighbors moved, um, and before moving, she told me that the 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 crossing guard, sort of a diminutive, white gruff guy in his early sixties got punched in the face by a motorist, a, a high school crossing guard who probably weighs about a buck 30, got punched in the face. A motorist exited the car. Apparently they didn't like the instructions they were receiving and punched the crossing guard in the face. And when I asked my now former neighbor, um, did, uh, well, did you, did the guy press charges? And she said, no, because he didn't want to because it was like, this person knows where I work. And I was like, well, that's a sad commentary on, on American life at this point. Um, but obviously there have been so much more violent acts. But it was like, I was coming home that day when I was told that. And I was like, it was so much bad news. It was like, there was a shooting in it. What was there? This is, there was the homeless man getting choked to death. Then there was a shooting at an Atlanta hospital. Then I get home. And one of my few nice neighbors is like, we're moving Friday. And I was like, no. And it's not that we were like some sort of buddy-buddy friend, but it was just like, but you're very pleasant. And when I see you, you wave and you say, have a nice day. Like very just nice. Nice in a substantive way, in a way that it makes you go, hey, sometimes I do feel like I live in a community and you're one of the reasons. And then... The cherry on top of the awful news was, oh yeah, our nice crossing guard got punched in the face. And I thought, okay, I guess we're done. I guess we're just done. Um, people are stealing papers. Our pets' heads are falling off. Um, 
so yeah, that was uh, that wasn't great. I'm sure some people might want my thoughts on the murder on the subway, and I'm sorry, the name. I'm forgetting the the both the both the victim's name and the perpetrator's name, but uh, no, it's terrible. Um, now my mom, who often my mom. My mom is an interesting character because she's like a progressive wrapped in, in MAGA clothing. She's a gruff, foul-mouthed, pale, old Irish Catholic woman. But her values are not what they might appear. But, but every so often she can wrap things. And like She goes, I think it's terrible what happened to the man on the subway. And I was like, oh no, but she's going to say like, but the subway is scary. But instead she said... But I don't want to hear from that guy's fucking family. Where were you? Where were you? And obviously I didn't get into a kind of, hey, you know, if people are struggling and then they have a son that's struggling, they might not be equipped. But, but my mom is kind of of the opinion, like, I'd be homeless and crazy before I'd let my kids be homeless and crazy. That's her, and, and she, lives her, she lives her hostility uh, and her values, but... Um, I was like, okay, at least she didn't say, well, subways are scary. That's what you get, because that's not her opinion. I was like, thank God, she's just mad at the, the family for showing up and, you know, pres- I have more sympathy, but I know where my mom's probably coming from with that. But if you want my opinion on it, it's very simple. The man should not be dead. And I think there's culpability at many levels, obviously. And by the way, the you know, uh, by all means, please watch. If you are a Patreon or, or going to be joining, def- definitely watch the book review this this week. It's both funny and sort of um, kind of an in depth thought at a lot of these issues. But I uh, no, I th- I I think it's I don't know what the deal is with this Marine dude. Is he is did he feel did he really fear? For himself, uh, was he just looking to fucking flex some of his amateur MMA moves or his training from the military, or um, was it something in between? But the fact remains, the man should not be dead, and there, I think, there is a level of criminal culpability here, um, for sure. Uh, and as I discussed with my brother, I think you know this is one of those cases that, unlike other cases where people are a good example, the man who shot the kid for knocking on his door, that guy should have never, like, should have been arrested basically as soon as you got a paragraph's worth of information. But in this case, there really does need to be investigation. I know what we, you know, maybe not from the eye test, but from a putting together a criminal case, there does need to be an investigate. There needs to be investigative work. Um, done as as redundant or silly as it might seem because I see the video I see what's happening no I, we can all agree that as wrong as I hope we all think that the death and killing you know it was a homicide now it's up to the law to determine uh, what the, it was that killing a criminal offense or just a homicide without you know, because homicide is not a charge. Murder is a charge. Manslaughter is a charge. Involuntary manslaughter. Those are, those are charges. Um, homicide is just means the cause of death was this other person. You know, but if it was justified or whatever, you know, I, they do need to do some level of investigation before you put together a criminal case. Okay, that said, 
Um, I, I, it just made me think of, unfortunately, you know, like if somebody wants to say my, you know, you'll hear a lot of often aggressive white bros who've taken, you know, some MMA classes or, or, or training or they're in the military and they'll say like my training just kicked in, bro. It's like you do jujitsu at the Y like you, I don't know if you have that kind, you're not Jason Bourne, like man, uh, the, that guy looked at my girlfriend and I thought he was going to attack her. Turns out he was just his, her boss congratulating her on a good job done. But I thought he was flirting with her. I mean, I, excuse me. I thought he was um, attacking her. That's it, right? Attacking. I thought he was attacking her and then my training kicked in. Bro, and I, I'm not in control once my training kicks in. Um, so I would expect a training kicking in defense to be part of any defense if charges are brought. But it's uh, it's it's a hor- I mean, the, the the news throughout has been particularly heinous and horrible. The shooting in Texas, the car running over like migrants and homeless people in Texas, the subway strangulation, um, you know, to a much lesser degree, the crossing guard getting punched. The the high, I, I just on a local level, I know it's not anywhere compared to that, but on a local level, I keep thinking like, imagine you're the crossing guard. Aren't you going to have, there's going to be a level of PTSD. Yeah, it's not going to be military level, but like you got, a stranger got out of their car, cars that you direct on a daily basis, and punched you in the face. Like, that's got to be nerve-wracking. And it's, um, I don't know, it's just, I'm not one of these people prone to the apocalyptic, or this is why we need X, Y, and Z conservative solutions to solve our no, I, I think we're, we're broken on a deeper level now. And you can say the pandemic played some role. But when I was sitting in the theater, when I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 on Sunday, review shortly in this episode. Uh, spoiler, it's fucking awesome. Um, I was there with my nephew and my girlfriend. And, you know, for me, the I don't want to... I, I, I'm very lucky to have had, you know, the, the only traumas in my life are really... Um, half blackface and my shoulder surgery. So I've really only experienced the only real traumas in my life in the last 18 months. So call me blessed. But um, I remember in 2012, I had a ticket for a Friday morning matinee. I wasn't doing too well at the time, so I could go to Friday morning movies. Um, The Dark Knight Rises. And when I woke up that morning, I'm very excited. I'm a fucking Dark Knight is one of my five favorite movies ever. Like, hell yeah, Dark Knight Rises. And, of course, there were midnight shows the night before. And as I'm watching the news, like three hours before I leave to go see the movie, uh, there was a mass murder at a theater in Colorado. And ever since then, you know, I can lose myself in a movie, but ever since then, I will just, I, I always do a little bit of check. Shut up, Cookie. God damn it. She's not fucking hearing anything. I'm telling a really serious story about murder. And she, Cookie's like, Second Amendment, I'm from Kentucky. I'm from Kentucky. I'm barking for the Second Amendment because y'all's is talking that liberal trash about guns when it's not guns. It's called mental health. It's called mental health, you son of a bitch. And look, she stopped. She just wants to, like, she's not even in my line of sight. She's just like, I hear the big person talking. I shall be quiet. But when he stops talking... I will resume barking like a piece of shit. 
Anywho, guys, the point is, theaters were a very safe space for me, you know, a place of just comfort and joy, you know? And I found myself, every time you get kind of reminded of one of these shootings, I just, you know, when somebody would leave or what, when I'd see somebody coming back into the theater out of the corner of my eye, I would like look and be like, okay, just somebody who bought popcorn, cool. And I wonder, you know, like, like, you know, whether it's growing up in a bad neighborhood, whether it's being homeless, whether it's being near violence. Wow. Did you hear that? See, she's really mad that I'm making like an anti-Second Amendment case. Cookie is like, as is from Kentucky and we likes our guns. And I'm not going to stay in this home with a radical left podcasting motherfucker who's talking that trash about our beloved guns. I don't like it. Now, may I have a beef treat, please? I'm hungry. Uh, so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's I think, why you see in people growing up in poor neighborhoods, dangerous neighborhoods, uncertain situations, their stress levels are, like, damaging to them because these things are, like, part of their life. Whereas me, it's like I see a news story and it makes me antsy for, like, a few days or in public places. But I don't think it fully impacts and, like, gets into my blood the way it might for somebody who's growing up around violence or, or real poverty and, and dealing with just incredible levels of stress that you just shouldn't deal with. But we are, uh, I don't even know, obviously Republicans are a, a major source of, a, Republicans are a major source of stopping solutions, but I don't know that they're necessarily the part, the problem. They won't allow us to fix the problems. They stand in the way of solutions. But I don't know that they're, I think we are just a fucked up country getting more fucked up. And it's, I don't, I don't know how this stops. That was JL's moment of hope on this week's podcast. Not afraid of painting a very grim picture. Um, so, oh yeah, Mother's Day cameos, guys. In case you were, in case you wanted more ways to ignore paid content by me. Uh, if you love your mom, and I bet you do, a great way to celebrate her is with a J.O. Covan cameo. Yes, I've done 1,900 of them. They are the greatest. I'm, 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 I'm one of the unsung heroes of the website. I think I'm one of the top non-famous people on the site. Like, I, I have crushed cameo the last three years. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you get, get me to do an impression, whatever impression you want, and I'll do uh, an epic... You just people, most people are blown away. I'm like, I'm going to toot my own horn a little bit. They're kind of blown away by like the, the depth, quality and length of, uh, of the cameos. So, um, cameo.com slash Covan. Don't use the app. It charges you more and pays me less. So only a dumb motherfucker. No, I'm kidding. Uh, some people forget the app is obviously apps are like how we operate our lives, but just go to a web browser uh, if you're interested, if you're not, that's okay. A much cheaper way to curry favor with me is to join my Patreon. Have I mentioned it yet? Patreon.com slash JLCovan. A lot of great content there. And it's going to be the early home for Tallboy in June. So look at that. Benny in June. And I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 more. 
We were a song in a movie that not a lot of people saw, and we're one-hit wonders doing better than JL. Um, the pro- the proclaimer was they the proclaimers, proclaimers, doom 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 doom. They both looked like Buddy Holly. Anyway, um, reviews, and then let's get the fuck out of here because I'm exhausted. I'm one episode into the White House Plumbers on HBO. I'm going to watch episode two if I can stay awake after this. I got a little bit of ice cream. I'm treating myself because I've been a good boy today. Um, But uh, Justin Thoreau, one episode in. I just hope he maintains this level of quality and humor. Uh, Give the man an Emmy as far as I think it's just a he must have had so much fun doing this now i've only seen one episode but i just i'm hoping that he keeps up this energy and performance um beef i watched beef um i jumped it jumped the queue it jumped the queue uh for us because people were talking about it and i gotta say um i enjoyed it up to a point i thought it was it was solid but i really hated the last two episodes i was just like is this a dream sequence like why did this show get fucking out of control so overall i'd give it like a reluctant thumbs up i know everybody loves it everybody like there's a lot to like about it but i really just felt i i was it was an ending the final two episodes for me were disappointing and silly enough that it forced me to downgrade the entire show because if you don't, if you don't stick, if you do a flawless gym routine or a really good gymnastics routine, and then you like fall on your landing, like that impacts your score greatly. And that's how I felt about beef. But let's end on a super positive note, guys. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I saw it yesterday at the Willowbrook Mall, the official theater of JL Covan, and. It was uh, outstanding. And by the way, if you're listening to this, I am on uh, today's. Well, I'm on Tuesdays or Monday. When does, I think, well, Rod often puts it up maybe Monday night. But I am currently the new episode of The Black Guy Who Tips. So we talk about it at the end of the, of the, of the show. But Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I'll sum it up this way. It delivered everything. There wasn't, there wasn't a joke told. That I rolled my eyes. It, I either smiled or laughed. They, the, the humor was it was peak Marvel humor. Like, like no jokes where I went, oh boy, okay, okay, idiots, that one's for you. No, great humor, great heart, great story, great action, great movie. Um, I loved it. I, I, I've. I've seen a couple of real strong movies recently. I've been trying to trying to tell you you folks about uh, all these good movies, um, but I know Super Mario Brothers has made a billion dollars, and 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 you know what? If you if you got if you're a kid or a kid at heart, I can understand why you'd enjoy it. Um, I didn't think it was that good, but I didn't think it was like offensively bad or like anything. It was just like I was like, eh, okay, I want it to be a little better for me, but it was good for all the kids. Like I said, when I left the theater. I saw some little Latino kid talking to his parents going, that was the best movie I've ever seen. I was like, well, mission accomplished, Super Mario Brothers. Good for you. Now, how can, how, if, if, a, if a child likes your movie, then it can't be wrong. Um, unless it's a pornographic film and the child has horrible parents. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, what did I say? The Covenant was my a recent recommendation, and Guardians of the Galaxy Three. Uh, I fucking loved it. I it was just it never, as far as I'm concerned, it never dragged. It was two and a half hours. I, it could have been three and a half hours for me. I just ate my fucking popcorn, my M and M's, and just enjoyed the movie, except for those like five or six moments where I looked to the door to make sure nobody was coming in to do a mass shooting. Um, and that's America right now. Enjoying Marvel content while trying not to get murdered. America, not afraid of being a horrible place to live. Um, we're the best country on earth. We're the best country on the fucking planet, brother. Um, you know, we're in, we're in trouble, I think, as a society. Um, it's, it's sad because... Uh, as, as I said on the Black Eye Tips, and I think this is an important thing for me to say here um, because I'm an important person with important ideas, the problem with the gun control issue now is Republican politics, especially under Trump, but before Trump, but especially under Trump, it's more of a faith, it's more of a quasi-religion, a, a full-blown cult, where your principles, your idea of what's right and wrong are so warped that I think the issue is Oh, well, now that we've seen murdered children, we got to do something. And the MAGA Second Amendment jerk-off psycho that is apparently, you know, 60 million strong in this country, what they say is, I don't like dead babies. That's why I'm anti-abortion, because I believe in the innocence and the sanctity of life. But I also believe in our God-given Second Amendment. See, Cookie doesn't like the Second Amendment talk. I also believe in our God-given Second Amendment, brother. And that amendment says no law shall... I don't know what the fuck it says, but basically it says you can't touch my fucking guns, you fucking radical left bitch. So you ain't gonna touch my guns. Now, I don't like dead kids. Only a monster could like dead kids. Okay, I'm pro-life. Unless you're a black on my porch and then all bets are off. But I'm pro-life. Unless you're a mentally retarded fellow who might have done a crime. At which point lethal inject your ass. But I am pro-life. I'm pro more pro-life than you, brother. That I can, I can already tell by looking at you. You don't look very pro-life to me. But I'm pro-life. And... So I don't like hearing about kids getting shot up in their school. What kind of monster would I be if I liked that? but I believe in the Second Amendment, and I don't believe we can just change our fundamental rights just because some kids are getting killed. What do we have these fundamental rights for? To protect our society and our families and the next generation? No, stupid. That may sound like what... No, it's for me. It's to protect my guns and my desire and enjoyment of guns. That's why we have the Second Amendment. And so the... The tricky thing is, when you kill a kid, I don't like it, but it actually makes me feel stronger because look how tough I am standing on principles. You could, so, so I'm, I'm breaking character now, but I think that's what it is. I think you can't reason with these people anymore because what happens is the, the sick sort of logic is that, well, you killed 20 kids in Sandy Hook and you didn't take my guns. That just shows you how strong my principles are. Look at that. And the more kids you kill, 
the stronger my principles look. Because if I won't bend for 20 or 50 or 5,000 murdered children, then my principles are rock solid. So I don't like dead kids, but I got to admit, all these dead kids sure make me look like I'm strong in my principles. And that's what we're dealing with, I think, it being in, in all seriousness. I know I want to do a shit kicker character reminiscent of my Oklahoma, New York City debate, but that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with, I think, people who, who it's the, the, the mindset has created a kind of warped heroism in like, you know, the same way we might look at a Christian scientist who's like, I will not give my child medicine. And when that child dies, we're like, you could have saved them. And they go, well, then he's with the Lord now. He or she was with the Lord. We won't violate our faith. And you have to sort of triple down on that mindset and go, well, if, I, if I'm wrong, then I just did something wrong. But I don't want to admit I'm wrong because if, I'm never, if I never admit that I'm wrong, then I'm actually doing something for the greater good. And I think that's why it's like a faith. It's, it's like a, it's, it, I think I once wrote this on Twitter and it's pretty profound. The Republican Party is basically a bunch of Christian scientists who don't believe in science or Christianity. Wow, that is a fucking bore. But I, yeah, I wrote that on Twitter a while back, and I might have to retweet it after this episode. I'm not afraid of being my own publicist, but that's what we're dealing with. Like a, faith, a faith-based commitment to horrible values. Um, so I don't think anything's going to change with the gun violence. I genuinely think... The irony, the sad, tragic irony is that the more kids that die, the more gun nuts think that their obstinance is principle and that their principle is standing up to the harshest test. Because if you if you can stand there and say, I'm not doing a fucking thing when kids are getting blown apart by guns, a normal person will go, well, then you're a fucking, you're, you're, you're a monster by, by proxy. You're an accessory to monstrosities. And they stand there and go, no, I'm just more committed to my principles. And that's an honorable thing. Now, if you don't mind, I have to step over these dead kids. So that's where we are in America, I think. We got strangled homeless people, run over migrants, murdered people at the mall, to a much lesser extent, crossing guards getting punched, people stealing papers, nice neighbors moving away, mass hysteria. So, um, yeah. So obviously the only cure is to go stream and buy my albums, order a cameo for your mother, and uh, go see Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, join my Patreon, Tall Boy in June, Half Blackface, available somewhere at some point hopefully before we all expire. So on that cheery, fun note, I hope you're enjoying your May so far. Thank you for listening to the Righteous Prick Podcast. I appreciate it. Um, Cookie appreciates it and that, you know, we don't do cancel culture here, so she was allowed to voice her support of the Second Amendment, even though, you know, that makes her kind of an accessory to monstrosities. Um, But thank you. Have a great week, everybody. Appreciate you listening, and uh, I will see you next Tuesday.